that's the depth of it is like you have the power now to heal yourself to then heal your generational story through your family hello beautiful people and welcome to the joyful soul podcast with your host myself ricky jade Here on the Joyful Soul Podcast, we dive deep into all aspects that help us live a whole and healthy life. We take a holistic approach, talking all things mindset, well-being and health. With my background in psychology, experience as a mother and nearly a decade serving in the military, I have many experiences and insights to draw upon. So join me on this journey of becoming the best version of ourselves. beautiful people and welcome to the joyful soul podcast with myself your host ricky jade i'm so happy that you guys are here with me today and i've been waiting all weekend to record this podcast because it's just something i just honestly cannot stop thinking about and so it's literally the universe telling me to actually talk about this and highlight this probably not just for other people to listen to but for my own self um so today's podcast i really wanted to talk about healing our inner child and doing that inner child work and shadow work and and so many people um including myself avoid doing these kind of things because we think that personal growth is all about the positive and we forget that or maybe we don't even realize that to move forward we sometimes need to look backwards and see what's been anchoring us and holding us into place and hindering us from our growth and a big part of that is going back to our childhood and actually looking at things that maybe we haven't actually let go of in our subconscious mind and our and our mind overall and that's actually influencing us today as adults so healing our inner child is actually such an important thing that we need to do we need to actually sit and hold space to actually allow our child versions of ourselves to be account accounted for and and acknowledged and heard because what we felt as a child is not how we feel as an adult so when we are thinking about the child version of ourselves we have to remember that that interpretation of events is going to probably be completely different to how we perceive it now so we need to actually have a sense of vulnerability and accountability and just allow ourselves to feel that childhood experience even if we don't think it's relevant now because I guarantee you there are some aspects of your inner child that are feeling really upset and really hurt and really rejected in many cases because they're not being validated, they're not being heard and they're not being felt. So they just feel like they're being put in the corner and and having that complete disconnect, not only from what they experienced, you know, in your childhood, however, experiencing it now where the adult version of yourself is not allowing those those memories and those thoughts to actually come to surface. And so this is a really important thing that when we start doing our inner child work, and our shadow work and it sounds really woo woo but it's really not because this is the kind of stuff that happens with therapists and psychology counselors and whatnot and um, my background in psychology with my degree and whatnot this is literally what we do like you need to address 
the foundation, the foundation of the problem. So it's instead of having a band-aid fix, you actually go to the source, the source of the, the, the issue. And sometimes the source of the issue is not necessarily exactly what we see in front of us. Sometimes we actually just have to dig a little bit deeper or just let it come to us and then stop pushing it to the back of our brain. We actually need to come to surface. So one of the, the best ways and, and, and can be the most taunting thing to do as well is to start to ask yourself, which parents love did I crave the most as a child? And so often the one that we crave the love and connection from the most is the one that we didn't get it from. So we had the most disconnect or the lack of love. Um, and what happens is so often is that this disconnect and this lack of love or this chasing of love that you probably may have experienced as a child where you you were the one trying to always impress someone or you were trying to connect with someone and relate to someone and you end up copying them and you, you end up becoming this person or this child and then eventually progressively into a teenager and adult. You become this person that you think is going to be the perfect and ideal person to get said love from the person that the parent that you craved it the most from. So what happens in that evolution of yourself is you end up becoming and morphing into something that you're not and you end up molding and shaping into something that you think you need to be to be loved and have connection or be be accepted, be acknowledged, be seen, be heard. So this then creates the foundation in our minds of self-worth, um, so many other things that can influence like relationships, our ability to set boundaries um, or whether that's too many boundaries or not enough boundaries will uh, so often can close ourselves off. Some people can open themselves up so much and need love and affection, whether that be through romance, sex, um, friendships or this can eventually turn into addiction because they need people need things, sorry, to to mask the trauma or the hit, um, or the hurt or the lack of love that they have had as a child. So when we do this and we acknowledge which parent we crave the most love from, we can actually start to then look at our belief system and look at who we are now or who we have been in the past and then start to pull it apart a little bit and go, okay, so what is actually true self and what is like real, for example, real Ricky, but then what has been heavily influenced by other people or by this uh, lack of in my childhood or this, this inner Ricky, inner child Ricky, this small little Ricky that I crave the love of my parent and I didn't get it because I was rejected. So then how did that manifest in my adult life? Did I chase love? Did I look for relationships into relationships that were clearly not going to be beneficial or healthy for me? Did I do all these things? Did I join a jo- like I was in the military for such a long time? And did I stay in the military because I was so miserable and so sad there, but then I didn't think that I was worthy or capable of doing anything else? Same with studying my degree. I never thought that I was good enough or smart enough to get a Bachelor of Psychological Science to go to university because for one, no one else in my family had done it before. But And then also, I was always kind of chasing this acceptance and love as a child. So what what would make me worthy as an adult to do that? Like, why could I achieve anything? Because as a, as a child, and some people might be like, oh, this sounds ridiculous. But think of it. You've got to think of it from a child's mind, like a childlike mind. 
you want attention as a child. You want connection. You want love. You just want someone to fucking play with you, for example, or tell you that they love you and actually bond with you and tell you that they're proud of you. And if they're not doing that, how does that then like look and feel to a child? Because it's very different to an adult because we have that logic and analytical mind that we can, in some cases, process it. However, as a child, it's just black and white. It's like I did blah, I did X or I didn't do something and then I didn't get love or I didn't get connection or everything I do, I can, I will constantly do all these things and I still am not good enough. So I'm still not getting the love and affection and connection that I need. That's how a child interprets it. And then that's how it can, that toxic cycle can then manifest into different things as our adult, like as an adult. So you need to start questioning that. And then obviously start pulling it apart because these limiting beliefs or these like um, perceptions of self are probably skewed and, and more, and you know, really abstract and morphed because of the heavily influenced perceptions of the child and a child. So we need to really pull it apart and go, all right, well, is it really my fault? Like, is that really like, do I actually have a lack of self-worth and is it true? Or was that someone else's own shit that they hadn't dealt with? Cause you got to remember now as an adult, our parents were just the same as us. Like they still had all their demons that we think as children, that parents and adults know everything and they've got it all sorted. But the truth is they don't just like we don't. Um, and you know, it's a different generation, different era. And there's obviously different variables and influences in our lives, but you know, at the end they were all human. So same shit, just different time. And we have to pull apart and go, all right, well, is that their own nonsense and their own inner, inner work that they hadn't done? Or is it actually a true representation of me? And in so many cases, it actually won't be you. It will be their shit that they have never dealt with or they didn't deal with at that time. And to be honest, most people don't deal with this stuff because it hurts to obviously acknowledge and feel all these these dark and and shadow work. And like it's you, you, you're allowing all these negative things to come to the surface to be able to accept it, to acknowledge it and then to let it go. And you will not be able to let it go from your mind and your subconscious mind until you actually allow it to come to surface and acknowledge it. So. It's the whole thing about treating it like, for example, anxiety. The only way you can actually treat anxiety is by moving through the anxiety, triggering things, behaviors, emotions, environment, situations, um, whatever it may be. You can only condition to it and move, um, you know, get better at it by moving through it. That's the exact same thing with these, um, these different traumas and and whatnot. And remember, like, I'm not coming from a psychologist perspective. I'm coming from that coaching mindset perspective of, of we need to take accountability. And I do understand that different traumas happen as, um, in different people's lives. And I understand that it's a spectrum of trauma and trauma could be anything from being yelled at to, you know, some really severe sexual abuse or whatnot. And, and they're all very different and we all react very differently to, to each and every single situation. There's this concept of eggshell skull that one event can affect different people in, in a, an array of different ways. So we can't ever expect and go, okay, well, I was, say, for example, like if someone was hit as a child, that might not affect someone at all and just be like, oh, that was just normal. Like that was just how mum and dad were or someone else had happened to and then they were traumatized, completely traumatized emotionally, physically 
from it, from the events of it, but they, it was the same scenario, but they've responded and it's manifested within them in a completely different way. So I just want to acknowledge that, that obviously trauma is very different for every individual. However, my opinion and my belief system says that if you want to move through things, there needs to be a sense of accountability. And the accountability is doing things like the mindset work, doing this inner child work and the shadow work, accepting that that we're not all victims and we even regardless of what we've been through, we're, we're not victims. And as soon as we think that we're a victim, we've given the power over to someone else. And that's our power. That's ours. No one else gets to have that. So as soon as we start doing this inner child work, we need to take it back and go, okay, well, no, fuck that. That's their problem. And that was their problem as a child. However, little Ricky felt really fucking sad and really hurt by that situation. And and I send her love and I wish adult Ricky was there to help her and that's when I look at my children now that's how I feel is like I I'm so glad that I get this opportunity to be a mother and I have two beautiful little girls that I get to do all the things and be all the things that I needed as a child and heal that for myself and then break that generational cycle it's really important to be able to have that accountability and perspective um Obviously, like I said, that that lack of love and connection manifests into our adult life, whether we want to accept it or not. So if we can sit, we can sit there and we can deny that that it's actually not affecting us or that we've moved through it or, you know, we're all good. And that was back then. It's made me stronger now. But at the end of the day, without full accountability, without allowing it to rise to the surface, without, you know, just being honest with yourself that fuck that really sucked. Whatever happened, that sucked. And and, you know, I. I was hurt. I was little. I was young. And, you know, how even that, like, how dare someone do that? But you have to let that that come and that feeling come to surface and then, you know, identify and address it as your adult self now. So so remove that child mind and go, yeah, okay, that did happen. And that was, you know, that was shit. But now from my adult logical perspective, you know, was it me or was it them? Like pull it apart and then accept it and move through it and let it go. And it will always, when, when I say let it go, it will always be a part of you. But remember that power, like that power is no longer in that situation. That power is no longer f- with the other person. It's back to you. You're claiming your power back and your strength and your mindset. Um, you know, at the end of the day, like putting the blame on other people for how we feel is irrelevant. It's like trying to, it's like drinking poison, but expecting the other person to die. It's, it's actually literally pointless because, you can sit there and be like, oh, but you made me feel blah. Well, it's all good and well, but at the end of the day, you have control over how you feel and how you interpret situations and analyze things, regardless of whether you want to accept that or not. Um, you do have control. It's just practice because remember, we have these habitual patterns that have come from our childhood so often and we need to break those patterns to be able to think and behave and react. Not, sorry, not react, respond in a different way. We don't want to react in our life. We want to be responding to it. Um, the biggest thing is that doing the inner child work and the shadow work, it can really help it, um, the areas of like self-worth and relationships that I find that with even myself or from looking around others and working with people and whatnot, that it really does affect the big the big part of like self-worth and self-love. And so often if we felt rejected as a child and um, whatnot, then we are going to carry that on into things like our relationships. So then we would 
constantly think uh, like it would resemble in a relationship that I'm not good enough or the other person has the more power in the relationship. So you kind of hand over the reins, you fold all the time, you're submissive, or even you create that toxic relationship in your, like from your your part and if there's two two people in a relationship in particular and this can be romantic or friendship it's irrelevant um if there's two of you in it and you both have this kind of inner child work that hasn't been healed um and the shadow work that hasn't been done then obviously you're both playing your part with the influence of that that unresolved work that that inner child um trauma if you will so it's really important to remember that the it does all manifest as an adult uh, into our adult lives and it can really heavily influence so many important areas and domains of our life. And if we don't take ownership and power back, then it's going to be really hard to move forward into like a really sustainable and authentic and genuine way. So we want to have all this growth and we want to change and we want to be the best versions of ourselves and we want to live this future amazing life. But at the end of the day, we need to look backwards to actually fix that. I just want to highlight again as well, as adults, it's so easy to, because we, we, we've we developed all these self-defense mechanisms, obviously. So the brain will self-protect in the most uh, easy and powerful way that it knows. And it, it always, the more or less, so... Our ne- if we have negative habits and negative thought patterns and behaviors, what's actually happening is our brain is just reacting and working in a way that it thinks is best for us with the resources that it has. So it might be negative. However, it's just honestly trying to do its best. So self-denial uh, and, and suppression of these emotions and thoughts and memories and whatnot is one of the things that it does to protect self in the current state. So it thinks that, yep, you're your best version that you are right now and I need to protect this. So by by virtue, I'm going to suppress all these emotions and never think about them again. However, it's like a pressure cooker. Obviously, the more we chuck into it and the more we suppress and suppress and suppress, then eventually it will explode um, and it will come like flowing out and influence so many different aspects of our lives and the biggest thing as well is so often this can happen but we don't actually again know the source because we're still in denial so we go oh I don't know why the fuck my life is this turmoil right now and all this shit's going on but at the end of the day it's because you haven't done that inner work and there's been so many years and years and years of denial so the first step is like literally accepting that some stuff may have happened in your childhood, whether it just be like, you know, one of your parents was absent or worked away, or maybe they were just so other, like, like busy with the other children or other hobbies or something like that. It doesn't need to be genuine, like abusive trauma or anything like that. Because remember, you're seeing it from a child's perspective. It's rejection. So that's a form of trauma. So you know, just to accept that it happened and that you wish they, the parents or your caregivers acted and treated you in a different way. You wish they did, but they didn't. So accept it and accept and acknowledge that it fucking hurt you. And it hurts you now that as an adult, you still have these memories of your childhood of wanting and desiring more, more love and connection. And then obviously that's when you start analyzing which parent you know wasn't more and then what has that flown into my life now as an adult and what can I do about it start pulling it apart and every time you see your pattern fall back into that limiting pattern or non-serving pattern that's you know stemmed and manifested from that as a child then that's when you start to readdress and go into a different pattern go okay this is an old limiting uh, non-serving 
thought pattern or behavior and now I'm going to go and do blah. Like I'm going to move on a different trajectory and a different, I'm going to stop this because otherwise, honestly, it just will continue this spiral, sorry, spiral of generational trauma. And then it's going to be end up like someone's going to be recording a podcast or YouTube video 20 years down the track and your children are going to be listening to it because they're feeling the exact same way that you're feeling now. And that's, that's the depth of it is like you have the power now to heal yourself, to then heal your generational story through your family, or you can continue to live that same pattern and not do the work and have your children or the next generation sitting in the exact position that you're sitting in. And if not worse and having to do the work, but then they'll have the choice. So you can either own it now and take it now and change it now, or you can just continue to deny this kind of work and put it to someone else's responsibility. And I don't know about you, but I know that I refuse to let my children live the same generational trauma stuff that I went through. My sister went through. I refuse it, but it's not an option. I will be the one that stops it and changes the trajectory of our family and of our communication skills, of our love, of our priorities, of so many different things, because that's what I needed as a child. And that's what I'm going to give my children. So it's kind of deep and heavy today, but this is what I've been thinking about all weekend. I was in the bath last night thinking about it. I was like thinking about poor little Ricky and what, you know, and it is poor little you and me because we were children and I look at my children like I don't understand how some people do some of the stuff they do to them whether it just be pure rejection like they're just children are so innocent and they they just want love and they just want connection and that inner version and that child version of ourselves that's all they still want is they just want love connection acknowledgement and once you do that and you move through it you know, that the world is your oyster because you're, you're healing yourself. So you're removing all that dark and negative energy and you're, you're opening up to receiving so much more positivity in your life. So again, kind of sounds really woo woo, but it, it comes down to what's embedded in our mind and subconscious in relation to memories and patterns of thoughts and behaviors and whatnot. But I'm going to leave it there. I, again, thank you so much for jumping in and listening. Um, if you enjoyed the podcast and you would hear more, make sure you hit subscribe, share this on social media, tag me and stuff. Make sure you, you know, if you want to reach out and hear about anything else, that would be excellent. Um, and comment on everything. And yeah, I'm really excited to be with you guys next week.